Today and every day, Planned Parenthood is committed to ensuring that everyone has the information and resources they need to make their own decisions about their bodies, including abortion care. Lawmakers who oppose abortion are attacking Planned Parenthood, which means affordable, high-quality, basic health care for more than 2 million people is at stake. The right to control your body and get the health care everyone needs has been stolen. And now politicians in nearly every state have introduced bills that would block people from getting the sexual and reproductive care they need. Planned Parenthood believes everyone deserves health care. It's a human right. And that's why they fight every day to push for common sense policies that protect your right to control your own body and against policies that interfere with decisions between patients and their doctors. Planned Parenthood needs your support now. Now more than ever. With supporters like you, you can help reclaim your rights and protect and expand access to abortion care. Visit PlannedParenthood.org future. That's PlannedParenthood.org future. Did you know that it's Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month? Macy's is highlighting some really cool AAIP-owned brands right now like Cardin, Kaja, Emilia George, and hey, Meve, plus you can help support college access and student success when you donate online or round up in store to APIA scholars. APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander owned brands at Macy's.com or in store. It's a podcast where me, Nicole Byer, tries to figure out how I'm still single, even though if you made me a vest of your pubic hair, I would wear it. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> My guest today, you know him, you love him. He's been on Comedy Bang Bang, the TV show, and the podcast. He was in Glorious Bastards. He had a Netflix series uh, called Love. Um, uh, he's done more stuff. You've been on Drunk History, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Animals, American Dad, uh, Super Super Mansion, Fun Mom Dinner, Bajillion Dollar Properties. Oh, boy, it's Paul Rust. <laughs> Thank you, Nicole. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for doing yes, this. Uh, I, I've become uh, quite the, the Nicole fan. <laughs> I have also, Paul, you make me laugh so hard. You make me laugh so hard. Oh, boy, you're just a real treat. <laughs> um, I, Paul and I met on a project where... I don't know if we're allowed to talk about it. Secret. It's very secret. secret. Uh, we spent, what, like 12 hour days together? Yeah, yeah, for four weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I, I would say we were more than co-stars. We were friends. We were friends. And our friends. At one point I was like, may I please have your number? Because I would like to make uh, you a real friend. <laughs> <laughs> And now we text. It's mm-hmm. really happening. Yeah. And I like it. Yes. Yes. What What were you doing today? What was I doing today? I woke up early with my mm-hmm. child and I was up for about an hour. And then uh, a 
uh, took our child to my wife, mm-hmm. uh, the the child's mother, <laughs> <laughs> and she took over. And then I I took a big long nap today, uh, which I hadn't done in a long time, and it felt that real is- good. So nice. Yeah. Oh, I love a nap. Yes, yes. Uh, I just got back from Florida. I was doing shows. So I did a show at uh, Elon, Uni- Elon University Elon. in North Carolina. Okay. And then I went to Orlando. The Elon show was really fun. My opener was this guy named John Lee, who was so fucking good. Wow. He, I, I guess, is 19. Uh, he did huh. like a 15 minute set. He was so fucking funny. Wow. Uh, after the show, I was like, quit college. <laughs> move to LA or you have to move to New York. Yeah. Uh, don't know if that's great advice, but it, if, if he it's, was so if it's funny. the right person, it could be the right advice. You, right? It's not like you're saying it to a, to a kid who you're like, oh, you should clearly be. Oh, yes. No, he, I don't think he needs biology. School. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah. like, if you want to be a comic, like just do it. Uh, and then I did a show at the University of Miami where they didn't know what a power hour was. Mm. But they a cheered. College? Yes. And the show was at 10 and they were like, this is late for us. What were they? Is this the local chapter of the Virgin Squad? <laughs> I don't know. But then they cheered for cocaine. <laughs> so it was very uneven. Okay. I was like, so you guys don't drink, but you do coke? Okay, all right, <laughs> University of Miami, keep it loose, keep it fresh. I guess, yeah, if it's Miami, maybe beer is almost seen as like a <laughs> coffee or something. Maybe, they're oh. like, uh, we drink beer in the mornings and then go to sleep early, and then if we're not going to go to sleep early, we're going to have a lot of cocaine. <laughs> uh, it's very strange. And then I was in Fort Lauderdale with my best friend from high school, which was like, Really, really nice. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Yes. Uh, your friend who lives there now or just also yes. happened to be there? No, no. He lives there now. He uh, he said, fuck New Jersey. I now live in Florida. Ah. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so that was a real uh, little tour of uh, Florida you got there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was nice. Yeah. I got a convertible and you Ooh. could pick whichever one you wanted. And there was like a... a a Camaro, uh, a Mustang, and then a Buick. Oh <laughs> like a my big, gosh. Ugly. I think it's called a Buick Cascade. And I was like, that one. And lady was like, are you sure? And I was like, yes, give me uh. the, the dark cherry Buick <laughs> convertible. I was living my full Golden Girls fantasy. Oh my gosh. I loved it. Black cherry. That sounds so cool. Do you got any pictures or? Uh... No, I didn't take a single picture Sometimes of that ugly car. Sometimes you don't car. need to. You just want to live in the moment. Mm-hmm. You don't need to. Yeah, those memories will last will last longer than any digital will picture. It? I don't know. <laughs> Paul, you've been married for thirty seven years. No, how long have you been married? <laughs> First, when you said you've been married. Four, I think we're going to say you've been married four times. <laughs> you've been married four times. This current marriage has been for 37 years. Um, I am an old, old man. No, uh, we've been uh, married for nearly uh, five years. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Um, when, did, when did your relationship, when were you like, this is it? This is the person that I want to be with. I love this person. Uh, yeah. Well, I was talking to, uh, you know, my wife, mm-hmm. Leslie. She's great. She's the best. Yeah. Um, and uh, we we met at a mutual friend's birthday party. Mm-hmm. And in, some th- in retrospect, this seems almost metaphorical. Ooh. It, we were told 
my friends and I that it was a house party. Mm-hmm. And so I thought that meant, and I was like on the cusp of turning 30. I did. I thought of house parties as these things that are filled with 50 people mm-hmm. all crammed into a sweaty, loud house. And so I just wore my sloppy clothes mm-hmm. with my two sloppy closed friends. <laughs> and we walked into the house and we walked in and it was like, it was like, oh, this is a nice dinner party with people like uh, they're all kind of gathered around the dinner table. There's nice plates of food. I was like, oh, shit, I'm now on the other side of this. Yes, age. of what a house party is. Yes, it is confusing because I think the last like loud house party I went to is maybe like two years ago. Mm-hmm. And then the the ones I've been to now are like nice. Yes. And you're inside and there's there's food. <laughs> Marry a red cup. No red to be, cups. To be seen. You're like, we could use a glass. <laughs> you trust me with a glass. <laughs> so I was in my head when I arrived, you know, because I was in this like sloppy hoodie mm-hmm. and shitty jeans and uh, shoes and stuff. And then in walks my future wife and she takes my breath away. And when I see her, uh, she's literally like growing up in corn fed Iowa Mm -hmm. is how I imagined the woman when I was like in eighth grade. Like, I'd really like to date somebody like this. Who she Mm -hmm. exactly. So it was was as I say that I'm like, was that really your eighth grade (laughs) fantasies come true? Is that the best way to like, would somebody enjoy hearing that? Uh, I think. So? Okay, okay. Well, I told Leslie that like um, a week later and she liked it. And then a week after that, she asked me, was, she was like, is that a line you've used before? Mm-hmm. And it wasn't. It was the truth. It was the truth. So. I like that Leslie's like got a real nice bullshit detector. Yes, she does. Like, eh, you've said that before. You're like, no, no, I haven't. <laughs> well, and then ultimately that's what uh, uh, made me finally realized I liked her was we were dating for like two or three weeks, four weeks. And, uh, or I knew I truly was like, Oh, I'm falling for this person was we were on a date. And I kept, uh, since we had met just kind of, I would say something to put myself down or something mm-hmm. like that. And she was like, why do you do that? And I was like, oh, I don't know. I just feel uncomfortable sometimes. Or, um, and she was like, well, when you're around me, you don't ever have to feel uncomfortable because I like you. <sighs> and I was like, Oh, Okay. This person's telling me I don't have to apologize for myself. It was like <laughs> the best thing I could possibly hear. So after that, then it was fast moving. Oh boy, that's so fucking sweet. Yeah, that's what everybody wants to hear. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah, yeah. I recently went on a date where I called myself a dumpster bitch, and he was like, "You don't have to do that." Oh, well, that's nice too. <laughs> and I was like, "But I'm just being funny." And he was like, "Yeah, I know you're being funny, but like, uh, keep Re- it." Yes, yes. <laughs> I was like, okay, okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah. It is funny when you like, because I don't really think I'm like I'm putting myself down. I'm just like, oh, I made a mistake. I'm just, I'm a stupid little gremlin. (laughs) And then I don't realize how that sounds to other like normal people who are well adjusted who are like, oh, you don't have to do that. I know, I know. Uh, uh, Self deprecation sometimes can be a a thin, a thin line. Yeah. Because people don't know how they, I, I always assume like if somebody's making any sort of self-deprecating mm-hmm. joke, it's because they're at a place enough where they're cool with to yes, talk about it and share okay about with it. So when somebody leaps to kind of do the like I remember once somebody said something insulting to my friend mm-hmm. in college and I went, Hey, 
to the friend mm-hmm. who was insulting the friend. And the person who was insulted was like, what's your problem? I was like, what? <laughs> and like, you're the one making it bad by reacting and going, hey, don't t- talk like that. Like me, st- mm-hmm. you know, so it's it's all complicated. It's, it's a very fine line because you're like, is this person OK? Yes, they're OK. Well, who knows? <laughs> um, when did you how did you propose? Did you propose or did Leslie propose? I proposed um, and uh, but, you know, it was like a uh, uh, I wasn't sticking my chin out, not mm-hmm. knowing fully if I was going to get, <laughs> I think it was fully known, like, uh-huh. eventually this proposal is going to happen, and eventually, but uh, one morning, uh, I woke up and I was like, hey, what if we stayed in a hotel tonight? Wouldn't that be fun? And I think immediately she knew she mm-hmm. was going to get proposed to, so <laughs> <laughs> the cat was out of the bag. Yeah, then we uh, uh, went to a hotel I we had dinner and then I proposed to her and she said yes. Um, but then I like look back on it and like retrospect that night I called everybody I knew mm-hmm. to tell them that I got engaged. And then later I was like, that's weird. I could have maybe waited <laughs> until the next day because I my wife, my future wife who just said yes now is like waiting in the other room while I make calls to like my high school buddies. But I think that's what you're supposed to do. Yeah. I, you know, it's funny because you watch movies and TV shows and stuff where it's like there's Mm -hmm. an immediate call. And so I think I did it because I saw it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if I asked a a human being in real life. Because I think if anybody's ever told me, it's always been a couple days later. I, well, I I guess. I don't know if I've ever gotten like the fresh, hot. Hey, this happened a half hour ago calls. So maybe that's where I was a bit of a weirdo. I'm trying to think if I've gotten. Well, my friend Jen Jen got like a like a pretty public proposal. Mm. So our other very good friend Evan orchestrated this like very public proposal with like singers on the street. Wow. So I got like a little video like right after it happened. I was like, oh, boy, this is cute. It happened. Yeah. Um, I want to get proposed to on a plane. (laughs) 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 On my flight today, I was like, yeah, I think this is I want to be proposed to on a plane. And then I want to go. No. Uh. So then everybody goes, oh, my God. Like at the beginning of a long flight. And then like a couple minutes later, be like. Actually, no, I I do want to marry you. And then everyone's like, oh, boy, okay, crisis averted. And then we all, like, party together and have champagne. Yes, doing, like, a conga line on an airplane would be really great. But if you said, yeah, if he proposed to you and you said no, and then you put on a parachute and jumped out of the plane. (laughs) Honestly, that would be best case scenario. And everyone's like, well, I guess she earned it. (laughs) She didn't want to be next to the person who proposed to her. In college once uh, at a, uh, I did a fake proposal with a girl that I was dating and we planned that she would say no Mm -hmm. in front of me. It was at, we used to do this like sketch night. And uh, so I proposed to her and she said no. And then we planned it that then this next sketch started going on. And then while the next sketch is going on, we're like arguing Mm -hmm. with each other. Uh, It ruined people's night. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody likes to. Yeah, because yeah. everyone's like, oh, my God, this is like really upsetting. Yeah. And then later we revealed that it was fake. And then for the next like four months, people would come up to me and be like, 
I'm sorry she said no to you. And I was like, but we told you it was a joke. Why are you? <laughs> I did a hidden camera show, uh-huh. which is for me tough. I don't really like lying to people and making people feel foolish. And mm. that's the whole premise of you a don't hidden like camera that, show. Yeah, humiliating and shaming people. No, it doesn't make me feel oh, good. But we did a proposal where it was like a very loud, busy restaurant. And then he like got on one knee and was like, I love you. I want to marry you. And I'm like, we've only been on two dates. Carl, why would you do this? <laughs> uh, and then someone's like in my ear being like, say that he he like uh, he like uh, slipped down the stairs yesterday and that was embarrassing. I'm like, you slipped down the stairs yesterday. It was embarrassing for me. <laughs> I don't want to marry a slipper. <laughs> <laughs> And then it went on for like 10 minutes and this like older woman was like, honey, stop screaming. This is bad for him. And I was like, I know, but I can't marry him. (laughs) And then you had to be like, just kidding. You're on a hidden camera prank show. And then everyone's like, oh. (laughs) (laughs) So the prank is on the people in the restaurant. Yes. The guy who was proposing to you obviously he was, in was in on, on it. it. Uh-huh. Uh, and then like after we were done, he's like, that was so funny. And I was like, was it? Did it? It felt good for you? <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like an impractical joker. Mm-hmm. Jo- in, um, did you see the Practical, jo- practical Jokers movie that came out? No, they have a movie? Yeah, it came out this weekend. In theaters? <laughs> yeah. No. I haven't seen the show, but somebody was describing the show to me in an effort to help me understand the, uh-huh. the movie. What was the prank show you were on? It was called MTV's Ladylike, where we flip the switch on men. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> one of the pranks is, like, just dropping a box of tampons and seeing if men will help us pick them up. <laughs> it was a very, I, I would say, grateful for the experience. Uh-huh. But I left being like, yeah, a prank show's not for me, you know? I had a, my, our, uh, a friend, Mike Cassidy, was on mm-hmm. a uh prank show that was called women behaving badly mm-hmm. and he was a part of a prank where he was standing outside a bowling alley asking his wife is asking for help his wife in quotes, mm-hmm. is asking for help because he put his dick in a bowling ball and it got stuck <laughs> but they couldn't shoot inside the bowling alley so Mike is just standing outside the thing. Wait, like, like naked? Or like no, where his pants his kind pants of- are on? And I think he's just holding it up against oh. his crotch. It's not like there's a fake penis in it or something. <laughs> uh, but with prank shows, anybody who's fooled by those, you got to be a potato brain. You got to be a potato <laughs> right? brain. Somebody, yeah. Yeah, somebody comes I mean, up there. I'm going to go bowling. Oh, I'm being asked to help a wife and her husband with a... That's, yeah, that would be wild to be like, uh, <laughs> how did you get your dick in a bowling ball? And why did you come outside? <laughs> yeah, why aren't you in the bathroom? <laughs> this doesn't seem right. <laughs> Call a friend. Or, yeah. <laughs> or go home. Get in yes. your car. Get in your car and fucking go home. You don't belong outside if your dick is in a bowling ball. Maybe, also, like, what yeah. a thin dick. <laughs> yes, yes. Because fingies go in the holes. Well, and also you think there'd be maybe an effort to de-harden. <laughs> maybe that would just loosen He's it like, up. He's like, oh, no, I'm still rock hard in this bowling ball. Oh, I love the feel of a heavy ball right on my dick. Oh, what a wild prank. That's so funny that someone got paid to come up with that. Well, as I was saying, it's like maybe when girls behaving badly, the behaving badly was doing pranks badly. Mm. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, maybe that was the, the whole job. conceit of the show. Yeah. We're going to do this poorly. <laughs> <laughs> Women pranking poorly. <laughs> the- Women be pranking poorly. <laughs> um, have you? Oh, so love is is love. Love is based on your relationship or no? Uh, very early, but then it quickly became not us. Oh, okay. Yeah, not not based because Leslie and I mm-hmm. co created it together. But um, no, I mean there was there was a lot of stuff that was different, and as soon as we it came out that we were doing the show, and it was saying. Oh, it was loosely, or it was based on our relationship. Mm-hmm. We were like, oh, we have to do something different because if I read that a couple was doing something based on their, I would hate them. <laughs> I would be like, why do you think you're so special <laughs> that you think the world wants needs to, to need to see how like <laughs> the longest uh like wedding speech in the world or the mm-hmm. longest like holiday card where you have to read like oh, okay look what they did this year what a treat what a yeah, okay yeah. yeah so uh for that reason primarily we we thought we needed to change stuff up mm-hmm. but but one of what are things that were similar i guess uh Mickey's from Long Island and mm-hmm. or from New Jersey and Leslie's from Long Island and mm-hmm. I'm from Iowa, but my character was from South Dakota. I love it. Just yes. change it slightly. Yes, just <laughs> the state next, the door. state next to <laughs> the state you're from. Was dating and working with Leslie hard or? No, I uh, I thought it was very romantic. Oh. Like when I would uh, stand back and think about it, I'd be like, oh, this is really cool. We're, I, we get to work together and... Uh, when I fall in love with somebody and it's only happened maybe a few times in my Mm -hmm. life, but whenever it's happened, it's because the person is really funny and really talented. And so it almost gets enhanced when you're working on something because you're getting to see the person be talented Mm -hmm. and be funny at that and get to do it together. So it's a, Actually, a pretty cool thing to share with your I lover. Love it! <laughs> okay, here's a wild question. Did you guys carpool to work? <laughs> that is not a wild question. That is such a great question. Uh, we did not. Mm, okay. Because we would, it was like a drive across town to the west side. Mm-hmm. And we did it a couple times. And we realized, as most people know, they drive to and from work. Those are some special times in yes. terms of solitude uh-huh. and times to li- do to make yourself happy. Listen mm-hmm. to the thing you want to listen to or eat the thing you want to eat. Uh, or if you're sad, cry. Cry. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think on the way there, it's sort of like, what do you want to do to get in the mindset mm-hmm. of work? Whatever makes you happy, you kind of want to be able to do. And then on the way back from work, you want to be able to like sit with the feelings you Mm -hmm. just experienced and stuff and sometimes it's not good to hop in a car after being in a room for eight hours to start talking again Uh it was definitely like nice to have the decompression time i mean me and my sister were in the same grade in high school and we didn't even drive to school together you guys were the same grade (laughs) Uh uh-huh i didn't know that yeah she went to so my sister's like a very quiet person Uh so 
And she like would do things where like she would write her name backwards and stuff. And then the teachers would be like, why, why? And she's like, I don't know, I'm bored. So like, they were like, oh, maybe it's a developmental thing. So she huh. went to like an extra grade called a pre-K. No, first, uh, uh-oh. what was it called? I don't know. It was like an extra step in between kindergarten and first grade. Oh. So then by we were in the same grade from first grade to graduation. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Lucky you guys. Uh, I mean that sincerely. I, I, had I think fun. it would be nice to. It was yeah. very fun to have someone, <laughs> but it was so funny because like, she was in honors classes and I like barely went. <laughs> People be like, Catherine, where is your sister? And she's like, oh, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Nobody knows. It's the mystery of today. Well, you know what though? I think in general, I think when a sibling dynamic is based on we're different and not one is trying to keep up mm-hmm. in the path or follow the same path as the one that seems to be getting like love or effect, like, I don't know. It seems like a, your parents raised yeah. you guys, right? If the two of you felt like you could have your own individual personalities. Oh, you know? very, not that, not that you very need to hear individual. that from me. Yes. Yeah. She drove a minivan, which I thought was really funny. Oh. My mom's old car. And it was just very funny. Cause she's like five foot, nothing. And she would get into this big minivan. <sighs> and then I drove a Mazda, no, a Mitsubishi Mirage, which is a very small car. And I was always bigger <laughs> than her. I don't know why we did that. We should have switched cars. <laughs> That's really, uh, it's cute. <laughs> Dumb. Maybe it was like, a, um, you know, when they say a guy gets a cool car, it's because he has a small little dick. Mm. Maybe because your sister was smaller, she wanted a big car. She wanted a big car. To compensate. She's like, oh, I got a big clit. Oh, she'll be so upset to hear that. <laughs> oh, she'll go, Nicole, why would you ever? <laughs> <laughs> when, do you remember your first, oh, wait. We should take a break. Okay, yeah. Spring is the best time to start a new workout routine. It's our yearly collective warm-up, and Peloton is here for everyone's yearly warm-up. This is the best time to get into a good rhythm, tap into your power, and build towards whatever you're looking for. Okay, Peloton can accommodate your schedule with a variety of class lengths to choose from. Even if you only have five minutes, there's a class to get your body moving. And I have to stress how important that is. Five minutes is better than no minutes. Peloton has a range of class types fit for every goal and mood. Move at your own pace. Peloton makes the process easier with personalized recommendations and guided programs that take the guesswork out of working out. So you can just jump right in, keeping your fitness journey fresh every day because that's what it is, a journey. And listen, Peloton has everything you need to get to where you're going. Whether you prefer to run outdoors, uh, row or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton is something for you. Ooh, the Peloton classes I like to do are strength training. I also like the yoga because um, I'm always trying to get more flexible um, because I love doing splits because I'm slutty. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at (laughs) OnePeloton.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, there's always something that I really need to talk about. And thank God I have a podcast. But then there's stuff that I don't want to reveal publicly. So I talk to a therapist. And listen, we all carry around different stressors, big and small. And when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get stuff off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. 
If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional cost. And I got to say, that's very important because the first person you meet might not be good for you. So even though it's work, you got to work to find someone who like is helpful and is good for you. So don't stick with someone just because you feel like you have to. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash date me today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash date me. Okay. Hey, did you know one in five Americans have learn a new language on their bucket list? If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste time on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned out in the real world. Babbel made it super easy for me to brush up on my Spanish before my vacation to Mexico. See how I said that? It's, it's better and it sounds like I speak Spanish. It just makes traveling better so you can like order food, ask for directions and flirt with the locals. Me encanta muchacho! <laughs> without having to consult language apps while on vacation. Here's a special limited time deal for my listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for my listeners at babbel.com slash date me. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash date me. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash date me. Rules and restrictions may apply. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network. So whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. And now we're back. Okay, Paul. Do you remember your first girlfriend, like your first relationship? I mean, I remember crushes Mm -hmm. and even the like, we're saying we're going out, which is sort (laughs) of like first to seventh grade. Mm -hmm. First grade? Oh, first grade. I was like, I'm going out with Kayla Ruther, mom. And she's like, don't say that. Your mother was like, no, please, you're in first grade. Do not say that. And now I realize why she doesn't want me to That's like too... Uh, it's too young. Yeah, it's too young. But that's very funny. Yeah, and I had crushes and you'd ask that person, do you want to go out? And mm-hmm. they'd say yes. You wouldn't do anything. Then you could just say to people, you yeah. know. We're deeming. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where are you going? <laughs> Nowhere. <laughs> to the cafeteria. <laughs> But my first girlfriend was like in high school. Yes. And I have many memories of it. And Mm -hmm. uh, uh, I think about it in terms of a lot of things in terms of great 
when you experience something for the first time that feels really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and when it goes away, like after the breakup, mm-hmm. I'll never have, knock on wood, uh, like a breakup that will feel as terrible as that one felt because it was the first time I was getting robbed of something that I never felt before. That mm-hmm. was like the reason you're put on earth. It's just like your brain just dumps a bunch of chemicals to be like, love this person and get it, in, you know, something. So like, uh, yeah, when we, uh, when I say like it taught me other things now, when I face failure, or disappointment and other things, mm-hmm. I go, well, this is like when I got broken up in high school. I just, I don't have a barometer for, the loss of this. So mm-hmm. I just kind of got to like, and then like two more breakups happen or two more disappointments or failures are like, Oh, okay. This is just life. It's a series. It's a series of breakups. Uh-huh. It's a series of disappointments and, and failures. It really sucks when you realize that. <laughs> Cause you're like, maybe this will be it. And you're like, no, nope, no. Okay. This, this well, will be bad. Too. Also, yeah. You also think, uh, I don't know. Cause nobody tells you mm-hmm. uh, that there isn't really a hack to being happy your old nobody tells you when you're a kid. Yes. Maybe now they do. I think we had this conversation, Nicole, where we were talking about like, oh, when you're a kid, nobody tells you that right. I don't have many memories of mm-hmm. teachers going like, life is peaks and valleys. Yeah, I have zero memories yeah. of any adults or teachers saying that life is peaks and valleys and that disappointment comes and you'll be upset, but like that passes. And there's other opportunities. And I don't know why we don't tell people that. Yeah. Unless I, they were telling it and I just wasn't <laughs> listening because I wasn't open to hearing that. But I don't think I ever heard the sort of the main thing that I heard, like when I was like 20, and I was like, oh, yeah, I wish I would have heard that 10 years mm-hmm. ago was the like with pain comes growth and with growth. Come, now I do feel like maybe that's probably like in a Pixar movie. I'm sure <laughs> every other Pixar movie has it. But like. <laughs> The movies I was watching growing up, it was always like teamwork. It's like, uh-huh. oh, okay. Yeah, a lot of teamwork. Teamwork. Or like I imagination. Don't know. <laughs> Use your imagination. It's like, okay. Well, I watched Back to the Future a lot as a kid, and that taught me nothing. <laughs> well, it taught you. It taught me that like I could go back in time and learn that Marty McFly invented blues and <laughs> <laughs> Well, I told you why I think Back to the Future is so popular with people. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Uh, it it plays on our great fantasy that we have the power to make our parents fall in love mm-hmm. with each other. When you're a kid, you're just like, I know I fucked this up. <laughs> they were happier before I came along. What God, wouldn't it be so great if I made them fall in love with each other like they did before I came along? <laughs> That's what Back to the Future is. I think you're right. (laughs) It feels good to watch. I think you're fully right. (laughs) I often wonder what my parents' relationship was before me and my sister. Because I'm sure it was like, sexy. (laughs) I know. I know. I know. It's so funny to imagine. Right? But then like you have kids, you're like, well, we can't really be sexy anymore. After my mom died, my dad started making... uh, like homemade bread on Saturdays. And I was like, why do you make bread on Saturdays? Like on Saturday mornings? He was like, I used to do it for your mother. And I was like, how romantic. Why didn't you do that <laughs> when she was living? <laughs> and like when we were growing up, <laughs> like it just seemed so strange that like kids happen. And he was like, no more bread. 
Because, like, if anything, like, uh, kids love bread. Kids love bread. <laughs> Families love bread. Yeah. And it's so funny. Every time I go to a subway, I'm like, that's not what bread smells like. <laughs> Get back to my Saturday afternoons with my dad. Mm-hmm. Give me what. that bread. Have you had, like, a bunch of relations? Have you ever done apps? No, you haven't. Have Mm-mm. you? Oh, you're so lucky. Uh, Leslie and I met in 2011. And on our First or second, second date, she said, are you on Instagram? Mm-hmm. So that tells you where we were falling in terms of the app mm-hmm. world. I was on Twitter, but the dating apps, no way. But that means I didn't even use Instagram as a dating app, either, mm-hmm. a, a makeshift dating app. And you can. People will try to slide into your DMs and say nasty things to you. Yeah, but I'm a married man. Mm-hmm. And... uh uh, also, I don't think I exude that come and get it vibe. <laughs> so, so the come and get it vibe. Yeah, and my my DMs are closed on uh, on Twitter. Oh, yeah, that's probably smart. Well, not with people who I mutually the mutual follows. Those DMs are are open. Those are wide open. Yes, yes, yes. I think about maybe restricting my DMs, but then people send me a lot of fun things. I, uh, if I was single, my, my messages would be open. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But no, I didn't, uh, I, I lived through it vicariously with my friends and, mm-hmm. and get to have the, that sort of fun. But, um, it's exhausting. Do you think I, it, it is a little, it's like quaaludes though. Like I missed out. <laughs> I missed out on some good times. I think I <laughs> wonder if there are quaaludes still just floating around this earth. Well, again, not to keep saying this over and over, but I, th- I think we, I said this to you before, which was I think the closest things to lewds are ambient. Ambient, yeah, yeah. yeah. But like, okay, I <laughs> but love it's not true lewds. <laughs> no, I want some real lewds. <laughs> I love thrifting one because I love old clothes, and I, I, I like that clothes have a story to tell, mm-hmm. and I like yeah. to make up my own stories. Like I have this big polka dot shirt and I'm like, this is big mama's going out shirt. She died <laughs> and she died before she could go out. <laughs> so now it's fine. But I'm always like, will I find like a bottle of lewds and like a purse at a thrift store? Whoa. That would be And if it's like a bottle, cool. if it's like fine wine. Right? It's or it's potency. aged. <laughs> yes. It's so, aged and blossomed and the bouquet is there. We'll go into some San Fernando Valley <laughs> thrift store and some uh, sad Encino mom uh-huh. <laughs> left a big bottle of lube uh-huh. in a purse. And, uh, she was like, I'm going to donate all of my mother's belongings. I'm not going to look through it one time. And then I'm going to open it up and be like, I'll take these drugs. I absolutely would take drugs if I found them in a, <laughs> like in a bag at a thrift store. Now everyone's gonna go to thrift stores and be looking at bags, and being like, "Yeah, <laughs> I know they took her idea." <laughs> <laughs> but I, uh, my wife, she loves thrift stores, and we'll actually uh, land when we go back home to Iowa, where I live. Mm-hmm. We'll actually land in Kansas City, so we get nice six-hour drive of straight up uh, antiquing and thrifting. Ooh, that's nice. Because yeah, I love that. It's it's less picked over uh-huh. um, uh, than it is in L.A. Yeah, in L.A., it's super picked over if you go to, like, an actual thrift store. And then if you go to, like, the Melrose Flea Market or whatever, yeah. all the shit you can get for $6 is, like, 50 or 100 Yes, yeah. Ugh. There's way more of it 
not in LA and it's uh, cheaper. Those mm-hmm. are the two huge things. You're right. Yeah. I found this fabulous. I can't remember the the brand of the jacket, but like Rihanna was seen wearing this like vintage faux fur coat, which like wasn't upscale in the like the time, but like it was funky and weird and Rihanna oh, was wearing wow. it. So then I was like, I want it. So then I found it at the Melrose flea market for $600. And I was like, this is a $25 coat. And she was like, well, it was seen on Rihanna. Uh, And I was like, you've got to be kidding me. And then I went hunting on eBay and I found it for $35. Damn. That is so much fun. I bet to Mm -hmm. be able to, because I bet it scratches some like hunter gatherer Uh part of your brain. Uh of like, ooh, I get to seek this out and find it. And then also... The satisfaction of oh, and I'm only paying thirty five. Yeah, I'm paying thirty five dollars, and someone, someone out of their mind might pay six hundred dollars <laughs> for this faux fur coat that has a stain on it. Oh boy, the uh, uh, I grew up in the uh, my childhood was marked by a, growing up in wintertime in snowy mm-hmm. areas. Uh, my life was marked by many moms having fake fur coats. Mm. And isotoners. What's an isotoner? Isotoner gloves was like an 80s fashionable woman's glove. (laughs) Uh, Kanye references them once in a song. Isotonas. Yes, Yes. I've heard it. I just don't know. Yeah, they're like, they're kind of like leather stitched gloves. Oh, I know exactly what those are. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But when my mom would go to like bridge club with her friends, they'd go over to like somebody's house when Mm -hmm. she'd come home. She'd have a cold winter coat and cold isotoners that's that had like a flurry of every woman's perfume that uh, had like attached it. It was the most glorious. I love that. When you're a kid and you're warm and somebody comes in and their hands mm-hmm. are cold and then smell like many women's perfumes. <laughs> oh my God. It's the best. That probably did a lot to like eventually craft what I find like attractive. Mm-hmm. You know, you're just like, what was the perfume of my mom's friends? <laughs> And the other one was, I was just thinking right now, my two older sisters, uh, they did a, uh, took dance classes and like gymnastics mm-hmm. and we, we'd have to go pick them up and my mom would pull up and she'd go, okay, go inside and get Amy and Ann. And to be like a five-year-old, six-year-old boy <laughs> walking through uh-huh. this, like what felt like a girl's academy mm-hmm. of like 30 girls who I'm just a, a little toe-headed five-year-old boy walking through. So mm-hmm. it's not, there's no sexual attraction. It's just like, oh, look at Amy and Anne's little brother. Uh-huh. Nicole, it's the best <laughs> viewing of the world. This has never been topped. Just like a bunch of older-ish yes. girls being like, oh, aren't you a cutie? Yes. You're like, I am. I'm the cutest little boy. <laughs> I came to get my sister's little boy. I could imagine that. <laughs> Yeah. So funny. Yes. But it's so funny that it's not, I'm registering it as like, this feels good, like to get female attention. Mm -hmm. But the vibe that was put out was not (laughs) take me to dinner. No. It was, uh, you're you're half my size. (laughs) You're so tiny and cute. Yes. Yes. I have been starting to think about, I'm like, oh, I guess a lot of things in my childhood have like uh, mapped what I look for in a partner. Mm -hmm. And I think, I like to be ignored <laughs> because then I'm like, I'll, I'll make it so you don't ignore me, sure. which is like an insane thing. And I'm like working on like trying to figure that out in therapy and yeah. like to, you know, say things once and not chase people. 
because chasing is a thing I love to I do. I do too. And I like to be ignored uh, as well. And uh, who don't? Who right? don't? Like, uh, that was always like oh, such a vexing thing when you're like, uh, you know. I get through life by being nice, Nicole. Mm -hmm. That's my little <laughs> mechanism. And I remember in high school and college when I first had to like, okay, I'm getting the things I need and want in life through niceness. Wait a minute. Niceness is going to get in the way of <laughs> having somebody <laughs> fall in love with me. Oh, I got to ignore them. <laughs> to make them. I can't do this. It's so complicated that like you have to make somebody miss you <laughs> where I'm just like, why can't we all, I say this like almost every week. I'm like, why can't we all just say what we mean? Yes. I like you. I want to be with you. Why do, why do I have to be ignored or ignore you or whatever? Yes. That's why I was so uh, previously what I just told you when Leslie was like, you don't have to like, mm -hmm. it was the first time I had been with somebody who was like essentially saying that of sort of like, we can cut out this weird shit mm -hmm. that you're adding into this. Uh, but uh, I wonder if that's partly, you know, maybe you're younger than us, Nicole. Uh, Slightly. No, much, much <laughs> younger. And so, I don't know. That could have also been Leslie. I played many games and she's probably played many games mm -hmm. in previous relationships. So maybe by that point, we were both kind of like beaten down enough. They were <laughs> Uh, game schmames. I just. I mean, yeah. it is exhausting. But then, oh, maybe I got to date up. Maybe I got to date older. How, what? Uh, what's the? Uh, without me prying, you don't have to answer if you don't want to. But what's the oldest uh, person you've dated? Or 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 uh, what's the been the age I gap? Think the oldest person I've dated was like maybe three or four years older than me. Oh, so okay. not super older. Yeah. So maybe I gotta like look for someone who's like fifty. <laughs> Well, and Leslie's like, I think only a year and a half older than me. It's not like <laughs> I'm not doing a Coocher Moore situation. Coocher Moore? Oh, Ashton Coocher <laughs> and Demi Moore. I love that you're on. Uh, Did he Coocher Moore? Coocher Moore? A Coocher Moore? I was talking to this guy on Hinge. He was crazy. So. He was on Hinge. He was unhinged. Yes. yes. <laughs> I think I read this to you when we were on set. And I think you said that. <laughs> <laughs> unhinged. Unhinged. <laughs> but his first match is, I saw, I read this on another episode, but uh, I said that my childhood crush was Captain Picard from Star Trek. And he said, make it so. Oh, shit. That's a little aggressive. Engage. Shit. That's worse. Earl Grey tea. Hot. That's safe. Wait, what did I just send? So then I said to him that you're literally insane. And then I <laughs> I kept talking to him because I was like, I want to go out with this person. I like, I'm so curious as to like what they're like in person. Yeah. Because they suck so bad on the app. And he was like, uh, I guess it's been close to two weeks without hearing anything is a sign to move along. Thanks for the chat, Nicole. Appreciate people's time on here when I'm starting out. And I was like, you never asked me out. Are you gonna? And he goes, ah, shit. I didn't know uh, if that's what I should be doing. I just made plans to go out of town to meet up with some old friends, but the opportunity uh, to ask you out stays open for a little longer. I'm sure I'll give you the opportunity to turn down that date request. And I was like, why do you think I'm going to turn it down? So I just said, okay, hit me up when you're back in town. And that was February 12th. Weird. Isn't that bizarre? Uh, I know people... This sort of like, when do you have to formally ask? Mm -hmm. 
But that, the fact that he didn't, and then also, <laughs> then you gave him the opportunity, uh-huh. and he's like, I'm going with friends? <laughs> he made plans to go out of town with his friends. That guy's true psycho. <laughs> Uh-huh. Yeah, he's like, not nah, okay. <laughs> but if he maybe, if the opportunity arises, would you? I'm going to go out with him. Yeah. I I really would like to see what a crazy person's like. <laughs> like, just sit down and like be like, so like, what do you have to say in person? Because you've said a bunch of gibberish to me on this app. On this thing that he can control what he sends. Yes. Like I noticed a couple of times, and maybe this is just his sense of humor, but when he was like, ha, ooh, <laughs> like, you don't have to write those sounds, man. You can think them. He's and like, then, uh, what's his name? Noah Bumbacher, mm. who did a marriage story. Is that his yes, name? Yeah. Where he has very specific ums and stuff in his yes, script. And you got to yes. say them all. Yeah. Maybe he thinks he's him. <laughs> He's like, yes, my texts are very, uh, they're precious. You have to uh, keep the ums and the, All the, the spiraling thoughts. <laughs> if that guy, that guy could be uh, Noah Baumbach in disguise. I hope so. Yeah. Or just a straight up fucking murderer. <laughs> There's that I mean, too. Yeah. Ugh, that's like another thing about the dating apps. Cause I'm like, okay, I'm literally meeting strangers. Who's going to stop someone from just killing me? Yeah. Uh, do you get um, do you get killer vibes and just stay away from somebody just on the twenty twenty? I'll go out with anybody, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Any old person who asks me out, I'll go out with them. Wonderful. It's a new day. It's a new year. But that's just been like my philosophy this year. I'm like, first, I'll, just, I'll just go. At first, when you said 2020, I forgot that was the year. And I thought huh. that was like a short way of saying uh, 2020 is hindsight is 2020. Oh. It's like 2020. <laughs> I'm just date everyone. Like I'm looking back on it. You know what? I'm going to just say yes to everything. Uh, that's good, though. Being uh, you're like Jim Carrey and yes, man. Yes. It's, I've never his, seen the movie. Neither have I. But. I think the premise is he's saying yes to everything. Yes, he's he's opening his arms to the world and to life. Have you seen, what's uh, the Truman Show? Sure, yes. The Truman Show I really liked, but then it really made me upset that everyone was gaslighting him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just keep this show going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it seems a little uh, unfair to that guy. Super unfair. And then I was like, a lot of people were in on this. To trick one person? Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. And uh, 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 and there's some of our great actors. Laura Linney, Ed Harris. They yep. want to trick this guy? They want to trick this this poor man? <laughs> it's very rude. <laughs> Why would you ever? Did you um, shed a tear during the True Man show? I don't think I did. I think I was really stuck on like, these people are bad. Yeah. These people are evil. And it's not going to go easy for him then when he steps out and goes into the real world because then it's eventually Truman Show mm-hmm. 2 where... Yes, where people are going to be following him and be like, you were on the Truman Show. And he's yeah. like, not by choice. Yeah, so he had no choice in this matter. No, and it's probably like coming out of jail. What? <laughs> like, you know when you oh, leave jail yes. and you're like, everything is so different and weird. I want to go back. I want to go back to jail. <laughs> I want to go back to the Truman Show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I... uh I think that was a date movie for me. Mm-hmm. The Truman Show. I also, I think my first date movie was uh, Nine Months. The uh, Hugh. Isn't that like a sexy movie? 
<laughs> well, it's like a guy. No, that's nine and a half weeks. Oh. Nine months is like the Hugh. Um, Hugh Grant. Hugh Grant. And Julianne Moore, he gets her pregnant. And it's about a, oh. a guy trying not to lose his noodle in the nine <laughs> months until his wife. This guy, this guy is usually a cad. Mm. He's flipping out about having to finally settle down or something like that. Uh, uh, I love that that's the premise of a lot of movies. A man being like, ah, ack, I have to settle down with this woman. <laughs> and I think they all end with both people going to an abortion clinic and getting an abortion, right? Isn't oh. that how most of No, no, none of them. That's never even brought up. I wish that two separate movies ended with a trip to the abortion clinic and they're like, ah, that's the end <laughs> for the movie and that baby. It's a 24 minute movie. People are like, I'm glad I paid full admission. For I'm this. so glad I came to this movie. Uh, what are good date ideas? I don't know. I never know what to do on a date. Hmm. Movies are good because then you have something to talk about after. Yeah. Well, we talked about how you were saying dinner after a movie is good because then you got yes. the movie to talk about mm -hmm. at dinner. I think it's insane to do it the other way. Well, the first date, Leslie and I, we went on, we went dinner first, then date, then movie. Mm -hmm. And our memory of that is we were talking so much, we almost missed the movie. Oh, that's so cute. So that has its own like sort of thing where you're like, well, this is going so well, and now we got to go to a movie all, but we'll get to start <laughs> talking again once the movie's done. That has its own energy. Do you remember what movie you guys saw? Attack the Block. I don't know that movie at all. Uh, it's from the UK, but it's about like a group of kids, some aliens attack England, some London, yeah. and some some youths. <laughs> get back, get back at the. You gotta alien. do movie reviews. <laughs> some aliens attack the youth, the kids, the block. This guy the block. Youths a lot. Uh, <laughs> no, what do you? Um, yeah, and I don't think it has to be. Do you think the movie matters? I guess if it's a bad movie, it's not a. It can kind of hurt mm, the date. I don't think the movie matters. Uh, I think you can go any old movie because then if it's bad, you can talk about how bad it was. Yeah, if it was good. You can talk about how good it was. But what if it's bad and the other person liked it? You're like, oh, but. But then you're like, oh, I know what your taste level is. Like, so it was just a good indicator. Yes. Yes. Like I love bad movies. Mm -hmm. Ugh. Me too. Like a movie that's like. Trash makes me so happy. Uh, I watch more trash than good stuff. Same. Um, so I don't feel jealousy. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen Ma? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> the movie's so wild. I want to. Uh, you know, I like horror movies, so I should watch it. I liked it, but it was fully fucking bonkers. Bonkers like in... Um, how it was made or what well, its content. It seemed like a nice, weird movie. And then like an hour and a half in, it takes like a hard turn. Oh. And you're like, oh my God, Ma, you're crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but I did enjoy it. That's good. That's good. I uh, I should check out Ma. I, horror movies are fun to, to see with a, mm -hmm. a loved one. I like to watch horror movies, but I yell too much and I don't <laughs> want someone to get mad at me. Because <laughs> uh, I also watched <laughs> The Visit, which is an M. Night Shyamalan movie from 2015 where these two kids go visit oh, their grandparents yes. and their grandparents are like fucking 
nutty, like yeah. just weird. Yes. And at one point she's like naked in the hallway. This grandma is like, ah, and you see her butt and you're like, ooh, juicy. But, uh, <laughs> at one point she's like crawling and I just went, no, thank you. <laughs> and my friend was like, stop saying no, thank you. I was like, but I don't want this. This is not for me. No, thank you. Uh, did, uh, but nobody in the theater minded. Well, this was at my friend's house. Oh, but I okay. think in a theater people might mind. I went on a double date. My wife and my friend's girlfriend, my friend as well, they were talking and uh, during the trailers, mm -hmm. which I think quiet whispering during the trailers is it's fine. fine. This hot onion breathed psycho <laughs> shoves his head between the crack of the two seats and like hostile like whispers at them like, quiet, we're trying to watch a movie. <laughs> and I looked over and uh, my friend's girlfriend is telling him off and Leslie's laughing. It's a... Oh, I think I saw you immediately after this. Yes. Yeah, at the arc light. Yes. Yes. How wild. Weird. <laughs> and we told you this. Yes. Oh my gosh. What a crazy, and I tiny, wish, small world. I wish I was there because our friend, who's a real firecracker, I love watching her yell at people. Yes, that's what was fun about it. Because she does it in a way where you're like, she's not wrong. Mm -hmm. You should feel bad. Yes. And uh, yes. <laughs> you should go away forever. Well, when he first started talking to her, uh, her mouth just <laughs> dropped. <laughs> and she just like stared at the person like for like a full minute. I'm just like, you are talking to me in that manner? <laughs> Which is a really funny uh, reaction uh, you give to somebody. That, that's very funny. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I've ever told anyone in a theater to be quiet. Although I did tell someone during the bodyguard musical at the Pantages Theater. Uh, I said, can you not sing so loudly? Because they were singing along because it's Whitney Houston songs. Yes. So like we all know them. We're all having a gay old time. And he's just like screaming in my ear. And I was like, sir, can you truly not sing so loudly? And he's like, we're all having a great time and we're all singing. And I was like, but no one is singing as loud as yes. you. Like I'm singing softly. And then he moves seats and he kept like just looking back at Ugh. me. And I was like, okay, well now I feel like an asshole. Maybe I shouldn't have said anything. But then everyone around me after he moved was like, oh, thank God. Yes. Thank God he went away. Also, you're not saying to him, don't sing at all. It's yes, just like, just turn down the volume a little, a little bit. softer. Please, please. Do the body does the bodyguard have other non bodyguard Whitney songs or is it just like mm. I, I don't know if they try to cheat and try to squeeze in a little I want to dance with somebody and they're like yeah sure <laughs> they might this movie. end it with that <laughs> really? no I don't think so <laughs> I think it's just bodyguard songs but it was they changed the the play is different than the movie hmm. it was very confusing. So, like, the person who's trying to kill her is a different person than it was in the movie. Mm. And you're like, well, why would you? I have the source material. <laughs> why did you change it? Do you want me to bring the DVD yeah. from home for you guys? <laughs> I'll put it on a projector. I'll show you how it's supposed to be. <laughs> it was, was there, very confusing. But there was a Costner-like bodyguard? There was. Mm -hmm. And he was, I, I think I remember him being very handsome. The actor who played? Mm -hmm. What about Kevin Costner ever? Oh, I think Kevin Costner is so hot. I think he's easy on the eyes. His acting, though. You're not a fan of the acting? Fair. Okay. A little mean for somebody who's not that great of an actor to be like, <laughs> yeah, Kevin Costner. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oscar-nominated, Oscar-winning <laughs> Kevin Costner. Yeah, he I is an Oscar? He, I think for directing, for directing. Oh, Dances with Wolves. Yes, yes, mm. yes. Honestly, that movie had very little dialogue, and that bummed me out. You wanted more talking? I wanted more talking. We got to see some Costner butt. Did we? I, I got to go back and watch it. Certainly in uh, uh, the Robin Hood movie, you see him. It's so gratuitous. <laughs> Maid Marian's like walking through the forest to try to find Robin Hood and she looks down at a waterfall and you see his butt through a waterfall. I love it. I love it. I love showing a butt. Well, in the visit, we got to see an old lady's butt and that. I, I do feel like there's been a drop off in butts in male actors showing their, that, that was like for 10 years, like a stock and trade in yep. our industry was like Seen some nice Mel Gibson's butts. butts. Oh wait, in yeah. Ma, you see a dick. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> and when it dude. happened, I was like, whoa, oh boy. Because <laughs> you never see dicks uh, no. like on film. No. You only see them in porns. <laughs> you can't even have them um, in love. I, I We were like, let's have this be the first comedy that has a bare boner mm-hmm, in mm-hmm. it as a joke. Mm-hmm. And there are really tight stipulations about it because then it automatically becomes... Pornography. Oh, really? Yeah, like huh. an erect penis denotes pornography because it's it means it's ready for ready sex. for use. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> uh, th- is that like a standards thing? I th- or think is that so. For everything, like across the board. I think it's also across the board, like uh, you know, like a a club, like a, a what it, you know, like. I think like dancers and people mm-hmm. can't if they're on stage and they get a boner, then it becomes like obscene. Oh, like I, I think you can't have like a bare boner on a stage in the world. Yeah, I guess not. Huh. Can you? I don't Me, know. Listeners. I've, yeah. <laughs> if anyone knows the rules about bare boners, <laughs> uh, you can email me at bacon at gmail.com. Uh, please don't sign me up for any more lists, but uh, you can just email me if you know. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess it does become pornography, but like how weird. Well, and then it's weird that, yeah, for men, there's clear but there's arousal, no but there isn't clear a. For, yeah, yeah, for women, because you can show titties all day long. And then I think you could show mounds. Mounds? Like the, the mom's pubis. The oh, ma- yes. <laughs> yes. But I don't think you can get it open. <laughs> No, I don't think. Oh, uh, boy. There might be a couple Disney movies that just open on it. Yep, yep. Oh, I almost just said Sleeping Beauty, which makes it sound even more rapey. (laughs) You know, you see Sleeping Beauty's pussy. (laughs) Was she sleeping? Uh, I don't know. Well, that was the ultimate lore, right? Was the like, oh, there's dirty stuff in cartoons growing up. That was the talk of the town. Yes. Yeah. But in like, so... There's sex in the stars in Aladdin, which I think is actually there. Mm-hmm. And then the priest has a boner in the Little Mermaid. <laughs> yeah. That's actually there. But it's not bare. No, it's not so bare. That, so it's not it obscene. Yeah. And then there's like in the castle on the Little Mermaid DVD box, there is a dick on there. Yeah, what's going and- on with <laughs> Little Mermaid? <laughs> yeah, whoever made the Little Mermaid was like really horny. And like, are we sure her... Her fins have to cover her pussy. <laughs> can we can we just see it? I had a college like art instructor, like this multimedia instructor, 
who anything anybody would bring in, he would say, oh, very phallic. <laughs> it's like, uh, I don't think all the projects are phallic. I think you're seeing all the projects as dicks. He's Mister. just horny and happy to be here. <laughs> All right, Paul, we've come to the end. Mm -hmm. That was so much fun. Thank you for doing this. Uh, breeze on by much. Breeze on by uh, much? It, it flew. Uh, time it flies does. when you're having fun. It does. Um, I've been really bad, and I keep forgetting to ask uh, my guests this, but if you were single, would you date me? Of course. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Without a doubt. Oh, Paul, what a treat. <laughs> Do you have anything that you want to promote? Oh, um... Oh, I'll do another podcast. Uh huh. I do a podcast called In Voorhees We Trust with Gorley and Rust and In Myers We Trust with Guyers and Rust. And they're podcasts about the Friday the 13th, the Friday the 13th and Halloween movies. I love the, wait, what is the name of this podcast again? Well, Matt Gorley and I do it. And so uh -huh. the first one, in Voorhees We Trust, because Jason mm -hmm. Voorhees is very... So In Voorhees We Trust with Gorley and Rust. And then Mike Myers. <laughs> so he did In Myers We Trust with Guyers and Rust. And <laughs> Matt Gorley legally changed his last name to Guyers in order to keep the rhyme. I love that very much. <laughs> it truly made me giggle very hard. It was Matt's idea. Uh, it's great. It's his joke. Give credit where credit's due. That's nice of you. Thank you. I'm kind of a great guy. You... <laughs> I wish I could remember. You said a joke. Oh, wait. Yes. Okay. I remember. There was two things you said. There was one joke I laughed really hard at, and you were like, to be fair, I thought of this yesterday, and I was saving it for today. Oh, yeah. I can't remember I what the what joke was. it was, but I asked you, I go, Paul, if you could time travel anywhere, where would you go? And you went, hmm, I guess I would go back. <laughs> And move that rock right back in front of Jesus's tomb so he couldn't rise again. <laughs> and it made me laugh so hard because you genuinely thought about it. <laughs> and then said it so seriously. And then did the most like Dennis the Menace yes. type thing to time travel. Oh boy. <laughs> it Sorry, made me Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, no, you don't understand. I have to, I have to it's rise. A, it's important that I, it's really important I that I get out of here. Resurrected. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, I'll, I'll stand in for you. <laughs> oh boy. Jesus said, follow me, man. <laughs> that was like Bart Simpson. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Oh, that. I forget what it was, what the thing was though that I canned. And then I said, oh, I thought of that yesterday. I was waiting to say it. And then you were very kind, Nicole. You were like, you don't have to say that. <laughs> like, because it was funny. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, boy. I think you're letting me know like transparency is good in a lot of things, but it doesn't necessarily need in you jokes. You don't have to do it in jokes. In jokes, people. And that's the takeaway here. <laughs> don't have to have transparency in jokes. But Paul, you're so dang funny. Oh, you're Truly. so dang funny. And I every night I would come home and I would have a new, like, Nicole said this today <laughs> to give to Leslie and we would crack up. And it was, what, 20 days? Mm-hmm. 20. It was 19 or 20 19, days. 19, 19, you're right. And it was so much fun. It was a real treat. And you made it uh, so much fun. I told you a story about how someone left peanuts in my pussy after eating a Snickers bar. And your response was, you laughed and then hugged me. Uh, <laughs> Well, it's, I'm so happy anyone wants to share and be open about their life. That's, uh, you just want to uh, encourage that anytime you see it. Uh, I loved it. 
Well, if you loved this episode of Why Won't You Date Me? Why Won't You Date Me? <laughs> you can send something nasty to me and I'll read it out loud. So this person said, Sup, I want to milk that puss juice out of you like a little cow and fill the water tank in my basement. Oh, wait, I think I read that one already. <laughs> <laughs> when you got to water okay. tank, you're like, oh, yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah. Because I wanted to like drink from the water tank, which is like gross. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, something nasty. Ew, baby, I want to break a big sack of coconuts with those uh, beautiful black butt cheeks so I can harvest my own coconut oil to cover you from tits to toes. <laughs> what about my face? And after, <laughs> and after you can't possibly have another orgasm from my mouth, I'm going to slip in and out all over your body till we're covered in each other. And then I spend the next two hours washing you free of cum and shame. <laughs> oh. Oh. I love that there is shame attached to this. There's no shame here. Yeah, a little presumptuous to yeah. think you can create shame. Yeah, I'm never shameful. You come all over me. You know, I'll never be shameful. No way. No hell. <laughs> okay, bye-bye. <laughs> has been a Team Coco production. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at the coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at tmobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at tmobile.com.